section two of the rover volume one number thirteen this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox dot org the rover volume one number thirteen edited by seba smith and lawrence labrie section two the rattlesnake hunter by j g whittier until my ghastly tale is told this heart within me burns during a delightful excursion in the vicinity of the green mountains a few years since i had the good fortune to meet with a singular character known in many parts of vermont as the rattlesnake hunter it was a warm clear day of sunshine in the middle of june that i saw him for the first time while engaged in a mineralogical ramble among the hills his head was bald and his forehead was deeply marked with the strong lines of care and age his form was wasted and meagre and but for the fiery vigour of his eye he might have been supposed incapacitated by age and infirmities for even a slight exertion yet he hurried over the huge ledges of rock with a quick and almost youthful tread and seemed earnestly searching among the crevices and loose crags and stinted bushes around him all at once he started suddenly drew himself back with a sort of shuddering recoil and then smote fiercely with his staff upon the rock before him another and another blow and he lifted the live and crushed form of a large rattlesnake upon the end of his rod the old man's eye glistened but his lip trembled as he looked steadfastly upon his yet writhing victim another of the accursed race he muttered between his clenched teeth apparently unconscious of my presence i was now satisfied that the person before me was none other than the famous rattlesnake hunter he was known throughout the neighbourhood as an outcast and a wanderer obtaining a miserable subsistence from the casual charities of the people around him his time was mostly spent among the rocks and rude hills where his only object seemed to be the hunting out and destroying of the crotalus horridus or rattlesnake i immediately determined to satisfy my curiosity which had been strangely excited by the remarkable appearance of the stranger and for this purpose i approached him are there many of these reptiles in this vicinity i inquired pointing to the crushed serpent they are getting to be scarce said the old man lifting his slouched hat and wiping his bald brow i have known the time when you could hardly stir ten rods from your door in this part of the state without hearing their low quick rattle at your side or seeing their many-coloured bodies coiling up in your path but as i said before they are getting to be scarce the infernal race will be extinct in a few years 
and thank god i have myself been a considerable cause of their extermination you must of course know the nature of these creatures perfectly well said i do you believe in their power of fascination or charming the old man's countenance fell there was a visible struggle of feeling within him for his lip quivered and he dashed his brown hand suddenly across his eyes as if to conceal a tear but quickly recovering himself he answered in the low deep voice of one that was about to reveal some horrible secret i believe in the rattlesnake's power of fascination as firmly as i believe in my own existence surely said i you do not believe that they have power over human beings i do i know it to be so and the old man trembled as he spoke you are a stranger to me he said slowly after scrutinizing my features for a moment but if you will go down with me to the foot of this rock in the shade there and he pointed to a group of leaning oaks that hung over the declivity i will tell you a strange and sad story of my own experience it may be supposed that i readily assented to this proposal bestowing one more blow upon the rattlesnake as if to be certain of his death the old man descended the rocks with a rapidity that would have endangered the neck of a less practised hunter after reaching the place which he pointed out the rattlesnake hunter commenced his story in a manner which confirmed what i had previously heard of his education and intellectual strength i was among the earliest settlers in this part of the country i had just finished my education at harvard when i was induced by the flattering representations of some of the earliest pioneers into the wild lands beyond the connecticut to seek my fortune in the new settlements my wife the old man's eye glistened an instant and then a tear crossed his brown cheek my wife accompanied me young and delicate and beautiful as she was to this wild and rude country i shall never forgive myself for bringing her hither never young man continued he you look like one who could pity you shall see the image of the girl who followed me to the new country and he unbound as he spoke a ribbon from his neck with a small miniature attached to it it was that of a beautiful female but there was an almost childish expression in her countenance a softness a delicacy and a sweetness of smile which i have seldom seen in the features of those who have tasted even slightly the bitter waters of existence the old man watched my countenance intently as i surveyed the image of his early love she must have been very beautiful i said as i returned the picture beautiful he repeated you may well say so but this avails nothing i have a fearful story to tell would to god i had not attempted it but i will go on my heart has been stretched too often on the rack of memory to suffer any new pang we had resided in the new country nearly a year our settlements had increased rapidly and the comforts and delicacies of life were beginning to be felt after the weary privations and severe trials to which we had been subjected the red men were few and feeble and did not molest us the beasts of the forest and mountain were ferocious but we suffered little from them the only immediate danger to which we were exposed resulted from the rattlesnakes which infested our neighbourhood three or four of our settlers were bitten by them and died in terrible agonies 
the indians often told us frightful stories of this snake and its powers of fascination and although they were generally believed yet for myself i confess i was rather amused than convinced by their marvellous legends in one of my hunting excursions abroad on a fine morning it was just at this time of the year i was accompanied by my wife twas a beautiful morning the sunshine was warm but the atmosphere was perfectly clear and a fine breeze from the northwest shook the bright green leaves which clothed to profusion the wreathing branches above us i had left my companion for a short time in the pursuit of game and in climbing a rugged ledge of rocks interspersed with shrubs and dwarfish trees i was startled by a quick grating rattle i looked forward on the edge of a loosened rock lay a large rattlesnake coiling himself as if for the deadly spring he was within a few feet of me and i paused for an instant to survey him i know not why but i stood still and looked at the deadly serpent with a strange feeling of curiosity suddenly he unwound his coil as if relenting from his purpose of hostility and raising his head he fixed his bright fiery eye directly upon my own a chilling and indescribable sensation totally different from anything i had ever before experienced followed this movement of the serpent but i stood still and gazed steadily and earnestly for at that moment there was a visible change in the reptile his form seemed to grow larger and his colours brighter his body moved with a slow almost imperceptible motion toward me and a low hum of music came from him or at least it sounded in my ear a strange sweet melody faint as that which melts from the throat of the humming-bird then the tints of his body deepened and changed and glowed like the changes of a beautiful kaleidoscope green purple and gold until i lost sight of the serpent entirely and saw only wild and curiously woven circles of strange colours quivering around me like an atmosphere of rainbows i seemed in the centre of a great prism a world of mysterious colours and tints varied and darkened and lighted up again around me and the low music went on without ceasing until my brain reeled and fear for the first time came like a shadow over me the new sensation gained upon me rapidly and i could feel the cold sweat gushing from my brow i had no certainty of danger in my mind no definite ideas of peril all was vague and clouded like the unaccountable terrors of a dream and yet my limbs shook and i fancied i could feel the blood stiffening with cold as it passed along my veins i would have given worlds to have been able to tear myself from the spot i even attempted to do so but the body obeyed not the impulse of the mind not a muscle stirred and i stood still as if my feet had grown to the solid rock with the infernal music of the tempter in my ear and the baleful colourings of his enchantment before me suddenly a new sound came on my ear it was a human voice but it seemed strange and awful again again but i stirred not and then a white form plunged before me and grasped my arm the horrible spell was at once broken the strange colours passed from before my vision the rattlesnake was coiling at my very feet with glowing eyes and uplifted fangs and my wife 
was clinging in terror upon me the next instant the serpent threw himself upon us my wife was the victim the fatal fangs pierced deeply into her hand and her scream of agony as she staggered backward from me told me the dreadful truth then it was that a feeling of madness came upon me when i saw the foul serpent stealing away from his work reckless of danger i sprang forward and crushed him under my feet grinding him upon the ragged rock the groans of my wife now recalled me to her side and to the horrible reality of her situation there was a dark livid spot on her hand and it deepened into blackness as i led her away we were at a considerable distance from any dwelling and after wandering for a short time the pain of her wound became insupportable to my wife and she swooned away in my arms weak and exhausted as i was i yet had strength enough remaining to carry her to the nearest rivulet and bathe her brow in the cool water she partially recovered and sat down upon the bank while i supported her head upon my bosom hour after hour passed away and none came near us and there alone in the great wilderness i watched over her and prayed with her and she died the old man groaned audibly as he uttered these words and as he clasped his long bony hands over his eyes i could see the tears falling thickly through his gaunt fingers after a momentary struggle with his feelings he lifted his head once more and there was a fierce light in his eyes as he spoke but i have had my revenge from that fatal moment i have felt myself fitted and set apart by the terrible ordeal of affliction to rid the place of my abode of its foulest curse and i have well nigh succeeded the fascinating demons are already few and powerless do not imagine said he earnestly regarding the somewhat equivocal expression of my countenance that i consider these creatures as serpents only creeping serpents they are serpents of the fallen angel the immediate ministers of the infernal gulf years have passed since my interview with the rattlesnake hunter the place of his abode has changed a beautiful village rises near the spot of our conference and the grass of the churchyard is green over the grave of the old hunter but his story is fixed upon my mind and time like enamel only burns deeper the first impression it comes up before me like a vividly remembered dream whose features are too horrible for reality End of section two